Hello and welcome to another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on all social media. So we just watched The Power of the Dog, a new Netflix film with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Cody Scott McPhee, I believe is his name. Yep. And... um, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, directed by Jane Campion, who I am not familiar with, but I am familiar with now, which is the important part. Um, very confused. We This is one of the very few times that we had to look up the... The, film. Yeah, like, the whole ending of it. Like, it's not like Tenet, where the, it was just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. But it was more like a, <laughs> I think I know where this went, but I'm really not confident in where my mind went with it. So I want someone to explain it to me so I feel better about it. And honestly, we were pretty spot on in a way, but yeah. we still kind of walked away kind of confused. Yeah. It was kind of a slow burn oh, slow. to start. It, 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 I struggled to keep attention for the first hour or so, and I couldn't really tell where the film was going at, uh, at any particular point in time. And then, like, it started to develop a little bit towards the end, and then it was over. Yeah, so we decided to, wa- to stream this, uh, not... For any other reason besides convenience, convenience, and as we say all the time, you know, go see it in the theater if you can because that's the way to, you know. But uh, gotta be honest, I don't think we looked at if it is if it was even in a theater. I don't. I'll be honest. I didn't even know this movie was a thing until you mentioned it. That's I had to look it up. Also true. These Netflix movies, despite having a really good cast. And, um, and and directors and such will often fly under the radar. And I don't know why that's such a trend. There's so many big-name actors who are getting movies out there. But I don't hear about them because they're all this straight Netflix, and I just don't see it. Yeah, so it, it was more... It's also with the move I am currently in the middle of um, getting things into my brand-new space. And... It's a little tough with work and finals coming up uh, to get some time to go see a movie. And we did just buy tickets to go see Spider-Man and IMAX. So. And we also just got up a grind of seeing a whole lot of movies in a very short period of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. November was packed. Just like December's packed, but for different reasons. So, I don't know where to start with this, this film. Um we're not going to really do the point of no return. You can't really discuss the plot of this movie uh, without spoiling We can't, you know, we so. kind of have to get into it. So so we apologize. We recommend it because if somebody wants to see this and, I don't know, talk about it with us and make a conversation, I'm all for it. Um, but we're just going to kind of dive right into it. First off, uh, I don't think... The the acting was not a problem. The no, acting the, act, was, the acting was good. Acting was phenomenal. Um, who knew Bener, Benedict? Benedict? Benedict. Pinglings. Bene, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, could play such a... Such a jerk. A dick. 
like a complete jerk. I wasn't expecting it, and then because I didn't like, I didn't really read up on what the film was about, and then. In one in one of the first scenes when they're they're eating and the guy's just a huge ass to the to the kid, I'm just like, oh okay, okay, so he's a dick in this movie. All right. <laughs> yeah, the, once they get into that that dining space, and you kind of get introduced to the to the kid in it, you know, those first scene, you kind of know it's gonna go um, south. Uh, Cody Scott McPhee plays. Um, the son of Kirsten Dunst, who they own like a a restaurant. It's like a bed and breakfast. Bed kind and of breakfast. Thing. Yeah, is it like a bed and breakfast? Bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. And he's he's kind of quirky, I guess you could say. Timid. Timid, and he and he, you know, he's not. A, a he's tough guy. He's not the man's man. He's not the man's that's man. A, that the so, cowboys and such are all about. So the he constantly gets bullied and stuff by uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's crew and him himself. Um, Jesse Plemons, who plays his brother, uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's brother, is kind of like the nicer, like level-headed. Um, yeah, he plays like the uh, the more the the educated, more self contained kind of a guy. Although he was pretty fucking quick to jump into a marriage. Yeah, that's that's true. We kind of jumped, in. which ironically, he's in a you know he gets in a relationship in the movie, played by his actual real life wife, because Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst are actually a couple. In real life, which I thought was cute. You mentioned it. It worked out for uh, Krasinski and Blunt. And, um, but I think there were a couple before they were in, in yeah. movies. Yeah, but it, it, oh, but it like, helped. In terms of the chemistry, okay. it, it, it helps. when that I think it helps when that happens. Um, the surprising thing about this was, like, like because it goes in, the movie's in chapters. It had, like, five chapters. Which I thought was cool. Yeah. And the second chapter was mostly about, was kind of about them. And then after that, he kind of vanished for a bit. It wasn't really... A, the movie completely shifted over to Phil and the son. Right. And he kind of took a back step into the story. Right. So, from the very beginning of the movie, there's talk of, like, staying away from the diseased cattle because the family, you know, um, Benedict and Jesse's character... What was the brother's name? It was Phil and who, who George. Was Phil and George, their family. It's a, like they're a cattle family or something like. That. Not even a cattle. They're family. ranchers. They're ranchers who I think were given their estate by a rancher that uh, made them apprentices or something like that. Yeah, that's what I got from it. And like Phil live and lives and breathes that life, and I think George does to an extent. Like, he's not as, like, in, not involved. He's involved, but he's not as commanding of, you know... His, right, his life does not purely revolve around correct. That, his job. Yeah. So, with that, it was an interesting dynamic. But he does get in this relationship pretty quick. And it's just... I don't know. It, uh, it, the his brother was blindsided as much as the audience was. Yes, because it's like, oh yeah, you made her cry when you talked about her son, 
and then like three scenes later, it's like, oh yeah, we got married last Sunday. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it kind of, it moves pretty quick, and the bro- those brothers are an interesting dynamic because one they're complete opposites, and like you said, George is like talking to Phil and goes, you know, you made his, you made his or her son cry. Or you made her cry. Yeah, because you're saying about this. I'm like, why you gotta be such an asshole? Yeah, time? why but, you, you know, just like all proper about it? Yeah. So, a lot of it, like three quarters of the movie, I would say, would be Phil not giving George's new family like the light of day. No, he was pretty. He was never nice to either of them. That was kind of like what the whole first half of the movie was pretty much establishing. Just being a complete utter dick. Yeah, and just kind of establishing. Yeah, that was that. This is going to be a trend pretty much through. It would be a trend through their entire lives, and it turned the mother um, to drinking. Because and like drinking a lot. Yeah, and early in the film, there there was a there was a point where she was like, "I don't like it when they drink. I don't I don't like drinking and stuff." And then. It, the the living conditions with him there is just like was so poor and not because she looked miserable from start to finish in this movie. Oh she yeah, she looked absolutely miserable. Yeah, and uh, while he wasn't really like violent or anything, you know, it's just uh like belittlement. I guess would be a good way of saying right. it. And yeah, it's just not. And she turned to alcohol as her coping mechanism, and the kid recognizes this, and then but then we're starting to get later in the movie because like the. It, the plot, the ending plot was so subtle, I missed it yeah. for like eighty percent of the movie. Yeah, it was kind of tough to follow. It, and it, it could be it, it's a very slow burning movie, and maybe watching these after work isn't so good for me. I'll have to rewatch it, but it was it was hard to follow. And it was hard to understand like why exactly. Now I got it clear. It got clear a little bit at the end because. Uh, George's wife ends up like giving away hides. Yeah, the cow hides because they cow uh, hides. Yeah, and uh, Phil ends up losing his mind and like yelling and screaming and calling her an alcoholic and and again with another one of the very subtle things because like you called this out like five minutes before they revealed it about Phil being uh, gay but it was like not something that was alluded to I, I'm, unless we totally missed it I had to go back and watch it but I didn't get allusions to that much at all and then until like uh, that chapter I think it was probably chapter 3 or chapter 4 when it came up and then the kid finds like his, his secret stash and then, um, and then immediately kind of flips and starts being nice to the kid. And it was, uh, I, it was, it made more clear after I like looked it up. It was like, okay, what's going on with this ending here? And they were just talking like, oh yeah, the kid recognizes, um, that he's gay. He know he, cause he found his stash. He knows this. And he kind of takes that as the opportunity to get closer with him because, you know, the kid, the, the guy knows and it's just like a point of vulnerability for him. And it's something that he can take advantage of. Because at, at the end of the movie, Phil dies. Like, very suddenly. It's just like one day he's fine, and then the next, he wakes up. Uh, he's very slow. He gets sick. They take him to the doctor. Literally, one scene later, and he's dead. Yeah. And 
And the doctor's just like, it's, it was probably anthrax, that thing with the, that you get from the diseased cows. And you just, and then when you kind of like work your way back on all the things that led up to like, oh, how did this happen? And it's just like, oh shit, this kid is like maybe an evil genius slash serial killer. Yeah. Because there's a lot of hints that he might not be all right in the head. Yeah. But I mean, that could, I guess, be said about a lot of. The main characters, I mean, except the, for like George. I mean, the fir- the first time they did was with the rabbit. Yeah, and he really, kills the rabbit. He brings the rabbit to his mother, and you and me look at each other like fucking Benedict Cumberbatch is gonna kill that rabbit. Yeah, he's gonna kill a rabbit. He's gonna skin it. Or we were some pretty shit. sure it was gonna be Phil. Yeah, and then the kid does it. Yeah, and it was very just out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was very sad. It was. I was in my mind. I was like, yeah, uh, early serial killer vibes getting uh, going on here, and. <laughs> And yeah, now, now the movie's over, and I'm looking back on it. It's like, yeah, they, they kind of t- uh, touched on that a couple times. It's like, you know, when the kid's just like not really wary of death, it's more curiosity, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just really strange. And like, I don't know, it, it was... Uh, when Dent's character starts drinking and starts like acting out, there's just a whole lot kind of going on. And like, what I don't understand is I don't understand how Phil doesn't bring that up sooner. Like, she's sneaking out on the side of the house, like, drinking. Yeah, she has, like, stashes of alcohol uh, hidden around the house and the ranch and stuff. Yeah. And she'll just, like, go over there and escape real quick to just take a to drink. Because it's like, holy shit, I can't stand being around this guy. Yeah, it was very, very just, like, why didn't you say something? And I think that's what makes him so angry as he didn't do something when she is sooner and therefore she gives away those hives which i didn't understand because they said something about they're worthless yeah like he doesn't get he doesn't sell them he just burns them he doesn't even use them so it is like who cares but then he wanted them for for his specific reasoning but here's the thing that was confused that confused me mostly with uh with the with her drinking is that that was when her drinking was like becoming established that was when her husband's character was barely even in the movie anymore. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the movie, he was just, like, non-existent Gone. for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. It's like, where is this guy, uh, where is the husband when his wife is completely uh, 180 and turned into a straight alcoholic? And the first time I see him and she's got that problem is she's mad about Phil taking her son out. Yeah, like, she doesn't want her son to be close with Phil because she hates Phil. It's like, I don't want him being nice and uh, liking my son and having a relationship here because then I'm just going to see more Phil in my life. It's like, I don't want that. Yeah. And then I think the only time we see him after that is... When she collapses. When she collapses and he's like, what's going on? And some rancher's like, she fell. Because she... I don't know what she was doing. That was when she ran out to, to sell the... Or to give the guy the, the heights. She was getting rid of the heights. Oh, and then after right. that, she just collapsed. Now, this, this is the question I have in the story. So, um, so Phil dies from the disease calf, and the, and the reason he dies is because the kid went out and he found a dead calf that had died from that disease. And he was, and he was smart about it. He took the gloves, and you notice he took the gloves out. He yeah. knew that the, the, uh, the cow had the disease, and he started stripping the leather. And when she gave away all of the hide, he could not complete that rope that he was obsessed with finishing. Mm-hmm. So the kid's like, well, I have hide here. 
So he get, he uses that, and he had cut his hand earlier in the movie, and he and he has the, he has so he has like the open wound, and then he starts working with the leather, and then that's how he gets sick, and then dies like very very quickly. Now the question I have is, it was I mean clearly the kid had this had this plan on doing this, and I don't know whether or not the mother was involved also. Because I don't understand why else would she just rush out there and have this immediate need. I need to get rid of these hides so that he so he can't use the hides. And then the kids' hides are the only things left available. Right. So I'm wondering if that's the case. At the same time, would the, ki- the kid is also very intelligent. Would he trust a drunk with that kind of information? Like, I'm going to kill this guy and I'm going to do it for you. Probably not. Probably not. So that's the only part of the plot I kind of question. Um, otherwise, convenience in his case, and honestly, it did the the story did a very good job in keeping that kind of uh, under the wraps that the kid was trying to uh, was was prepared to kill him uh, up until he got away with it. Like I didn't even I didn't really think about it, and then he just suddenly dies. I'm just like. Okay, how did he die? He gets a disease. How did he get that? Oh, the leathers. It's like, oh, wait, he, the kid gave him the leather. Oh, okay. Now it's starting to make sense. Yeah. And just... I, I think it's pretty rare that a movie has a plot, like it has like a twist, that late into the movie. I think the only other movie I think I got that one was with Arrival, with the whole time, uh, the way the... With oh, the, yeah, yeah. the balancing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. That one I had a I didn't figure out until I walked out of the movie theater, which was an amazing movie also. But yeah, that's a very rare thing for a movie to be able to pull off, and I think that's why the most impressive part. Yeah, it was really kind of a strange. It wasn't a bad movie by any means, and there was great acting in it, and the set pieces and everything were great. The cinematography was great. It was just I think the story took, or the the runtime might have been longer than it. I think the the plot was just too subtle. And while it pays off, because after you finish watching it and you go back and it's like, oh, okay, now all the scenes are starting to add up a little bit. But, man, it was it was kind of rough to get there. The oh, yeah. first few chapters were um, struggling to pay attention. Oh, yeah. But it, it was definitely worth a watch. I'm, I'm glad we did it. Because it's definitely something, like, I would rewatch again. I mean... Uh, actually, I don't think I would definitely... Uh, I don't know. I'd probably watch bits and pieces. I would never watch this start to finish and again. I would never because now Because would... now that I know how it ends and how some of the early stuff is really not all that important, like the whole chapters just have like maybe one or two scenes in there that like lead up to the end of the film. That's about it. Do you have a favorite scene? Do I have a favorite scene? Yes. No. Really? No. Nothing comes to mind. Because hmm. the biggest realization for me was thinking of how the fuck did he die and why, and that wasn't necessarily a scene. It was just me thinking about it afterwards. All right, makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Unlike the plot, um, it's a very highly rated film, though. I think I saw it at like. 93%. No shit. It's 96% around tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, and 89% at Metacritic. 
Is does that count like the what is the audience score though? Like the the Rotten Tomatoes review. What was the audience Let's score? Because that has to be much, that has to be lower. I can because I can see a lot of mainstream being like this is so fucking slow. Sixty six. That sounds about right. So that's pretty on point. I think. At least that's on point with what I think. Yeah, because I can definitely see a lot of the, the casual going at it like this is painfully slow. I don't know what the plot is. How the fuck did he die? Yeah, it's definitely just, uh, it's strange. And I was definitely not, and, because, like, the name, the title of the movie is, like, a Bible verse or something. Yes. It's and mentioned I, in the Bible. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, and I didn't know that. So, I was, just, I, I, was I was kind of watching the movie, like, what the fuck does the name of this movie have to do with the movie so far? But, I mean, I mean, it paid off at the end. It was, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I watched it, just because I just liked how, how subtle, well, I like how they're able to keep the plot so subtle on it, but maybe perhaps too subtle for me. It it was a bit of a stretch. It was a stretch. As I'm scrolling Rotten Tomatoes, there is a best Christmas movies list, and Die Hard is on that list. As it should. So, just in case anyone needed to know that. Um, there you go. So that about does it for this episode. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more uh, streaming, so episodes will... Uh, come out pretty regularly. Also, we are going to try and start doing streaming, uh, video game streaming. Brian is going to do it from his personal channel. Uh, he's aiming at Wednesdays. So. Yeah, Wednesday nights at like 7 p.m. Pacific time. I don't know. I won't be super precise on it. It's going to be like after I eat dinner and stuff. So Yeah, my streams, well, I shouldn't say my streams, I should say the network streams will probably be sporadic at most. I'll have to see what that looks like. Um, but a stream schedule will come out uh, starting with the new year. Uh, and we do have plans for other shows and stuff like that that will come out. Stratagems will make a comeback. We're going to do a pick'em show. Um, we, we could probably start doing pick'em around playoffs, yeah? For football? Ooh, we can do it now. We could. We could do it now. Well, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I'm doing stuff like that because I'm always gambling, but I also don't want to promote gambling. But you're promoting gambling by doing pickums. You can do pickums without doing gambling. Or is it? I don't know. Anyway, so a lot we have a lot more um, coming out, and we appreciate you guys following along. Sorry for the long um, social media break. Uh, as I said, I've been moving, and I've actually been uh, producing and directing two movies at school, short films, so that's been taking a lot of my time. Um, again, I apologize. I am doing this the best I can. Um, but yeah, we will be a little bit better about it. Kind of needed to break the settle in, but now I have it. And like I said, streaming is going to be more a thing, a couple new shows coming out. And we want you to get involved. So anytime you want, DM us, send us a message, tweet, whatever, and get involved in the conversation. And as always, stay tuned. And that about does it for another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe or the like button. If you've already done so, be sure to check out our other content on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, 
we haven't really done anything on the TikTok and Twitter. Thanks as always, and stay tuned. <laughs>